0: This week's parasha begins Zois Chukas Atayra. Zois, these are the decrees of the Torah, referring to the laws of the Paraduma. Chukem are mitzvahs that are illogical. It transcends rational reason. Paraduma is the quintessential Chok. Why is it so mysterious? Because Paraduma is the ultimate paradox. One of the unique halachas of the Paraduma is that it is metar tamayim, it purifies the impure, o and it renders the pure, impure. The person administering the sprinkling, they themselves become defiled. The Sefer HaKhinuch usually offers the reasons behind every mitzvah. However, regarding the Paraduma, he says, that even Shloimeh HaMelech, the wisest of all men, said, Kama, V'hi Rechoika Memeni. I will be wise, but this is distant from me. I researched, I sought, but I can't grasp its essence. So even though we don't know the reason behind the Rabbi Rabitska Kavarka offers a powerful theory. He says the mitzvah of Paraduma is teaching us to what extremes you must go for Harvest Israel. Someone that's tomate metaphorically means someone that's alienated. They feel isolated and estranged. They are perhaps going through a very difficult time and don't have anyone to share it with. So people will be sympathetic to their plight, but at the same time will employ a safety mechanism to protect themselves from becoming too emotionally invested. However, Paraduma is teaching us otherwise. If you really want to purify and elevate people that are going through adversity, showing concern and being sympathetic is not enough. You have to become empathetic. Put yourself into their shoes. And when that happens, just like the coin that is going through the process of helping someone that's Tome become Tahar, he himself becomes Tome. This phenomenon applies when helping others as well. You yourself may become Tome. You will get dragged down. You will become emotionally invested. And in some instances, it will even take over your life. But that is the essence of Ahavaz Yisrael. Paradum is teaching us how far, how much care and compassion we have to have. Go into to the mud to lift another yid. We don't know why people suffer. The least we can do is be empathetic and be there for them in their time of need. It's not easy to help others. Sometimes it takes lots of time and patience and energy which we don't have. However, if someone truly cares about another Yid, they don't view it as a burden to help others less fortunate. The Gemara says, The Torah that Hashem gave to Moshe is, Black fire superimposed onto white fire. What does that mean? It sounds very mysterious. The Zohar Kadosh says that the acronym of Israel is Shishim Riba Osius L'Torah. There are six hundred thousand letters in the Torah, and from this we infer that every Jewish soul has their own unique letter in the Torah. However, if we count up all the letters in the Torah, we only find three hundred thousand, half that amount. So, what does that mean? That there are six hundred thousand Ashamas corresponding to the six hundred thousand letters in the Torah. So I once saw a very powerful idea. If we look into the Sefer Torah, we'll see black letters written on white parchment. If we count up all of the letters and all of the spaces around the letters, there's a total of 600,000. And these in combination reflect all of the souls of Kal Yisrael. And the message is, there are people in Kal Yisrael who are sometimes enveloped and engulfed in a black dark fire. They've plunged deep into despair and hopelessness while others are surrounded in white fire, happy, tranquil, and content. The Torah of 600,000 letters and Klal Yisrael of 600,000 Yidin are only complete when the white fire among us can uplift and illuminate the dark fire, the dark souls of Klal Yisrael. That's the ultimate symbol of Ahavas Yisrael. There's a story told about a group of people that found the Sefer Torah and they examined it and it looked magnificent. But they didn't know if it was written by a Yid or a non-Jew. So they didn't know if the Sefer Torah was kosher. So they came to consult with the Chesam Sofer. The Chesam Sofer told them, very simple, let's roll the Sefer Torah all the way to the last column and we'll examine it. If all the letters in the last few psukim look uniform, then you know it was not written by a Yid. But if they all look different, then it's kasher. Because we have a custom that we encourage all of the yidn in the neighborhood to write a letter in the Torah to complete the sefer Torah. So the letters can't possibly look consistent. Why has this become arminic? Perhaps it's this same idea. When is a sefer Torah kasher? When is it complete? When do we start dancing with it? When it's not perfect. When it's not uniform? when we don't discriminate, when we include everybody, when the white letters, when those hidden who are shining brightly and are experiencing the radiance of Torah Mitzvahs are elevating and lifting up the letters and the souls who are struggling to find their way, trying to climb out of their state of darkness. Only then do we have a complete kosher Sefer Torah and a true Klal Yisrael. Last week was the Yarset of the Labavitcher Rebbe Zatzal. Nobody in our generation embodied this concept of Ahavaz Yisrael, the concept of inclusivity, better than the Labavitcher Rebbe. He was Matar Tameyim. He brought thousands and thousands of Yidin from around the world closer to Torah Mitzvah. Mitzvahs. He sent His Shluchim to every corner of the globe, to every little city and town to spread Torah and Yiddishkeit. Even at the expense of a metame sacrificing of themselves and their families. That is the ultimate message of Paraduma and Ahavas Yisrael. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.